Well, welcome to the Hunt Backcountry Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is a much different podcast than what we usually do. Uh, as you can tell, I am not Mark nor Steve, as they will not be the host of this podcast episode. Uh, they may never be the host of this podcast again, depending on how amazing this one turns out. Uh, the odds of that happening are slim to none, but I'll try my best to, to make a statement. Uh, anyways, your host today is myself, Jake Avlicek. I've been working with EXO for almost four years now, uh, but I don't want to talk about myself on this podcast episode. We can do that probably on another episode. Uh, that being said, I want to introduce uh, my two guests today uh, on this podcast, who are two guys you guys all know very well. Uh, my two bosses, Steve Speck and Mark Helsing. Uh, Steve and Mark, before they started talking, I just wanted to say a few quick things about, about these two guys. Uh, Steve and Mark are two of the most genuine people out there. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work for these guys. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast where they interviewed me, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, Mark and Steve are two of the hardest working guys I know. I know for a fact that a lot of people don't know the amount of work that they put into EXO, um, but both that these guys do in a day, day in, day out since the company started. Um, Mark always jokes about not having an actual job title, but he's right. Same with Steve. Both of them are doing something different all the time, whether it's putting in hours upon hours, designing and prototyping packs, uh, working on that website, handling daily op uh, operations, uh, making sure everyone at the shop, like myself, is getting work done. Uh, let me tell you, that is a job in its own. <laughs> being, being my babysitter is no easy task. Anyways, all joking aside, there are a hundred more things that I'm leaving out what Mark and Steve do uh, for this company. But without further ado, Mark and Steve, thank you for joining us. How are you guys doing today? Good, Jakey Poo. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> that was quite the introduction, Jake. I think the, the, fun, the funny part that stood out to me was when you said my two bosses, it made me think of the old show, My Two Dads, which is probably before your time. <laughs> I've never even heard of that show. There, was it a show or movie? What was that, Steve? I don't even know. There was something like My Two Dads. Maybe I'm totally wrong. but No, you're right. This is something. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the yeah. intro, Jake. That was, was, we, it was definitely We didn't pay out. you for that, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Oh man. Well, no, thank you guys for joining us. Um, basically this podcast is, yeah, I just want to kind of talk about, you know, I have, I have a first part and a second part. And the first part is, you know, probably the main part of this podcast where we're just going to talk about the history of EXO. I'm sure uh, quite a few people, you know, a few of the original listeners, uh, you know, know the ins and outs of EXO, but I think as you know, how long has this podcast been out? Six, five, six, seven years. Um, you know, I think it'd be a good, you know, thing to do is just kind of go back and, and introduce or, or, you know, go over the topic of XL and, you know, show, show the new listeners or tell the new listeners, you know, what you, who you guys are, what you guys do. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyways, I think we'll just start off with the first question. Uh, you know, Steve, I'm probably sure, I'm sure you'll probably answer this question first. Um, but it's what started XO? Why out of all things, did you start a back com backpack company? Um, yeah, Lenny and I, so we founded the company together. Um, and it was just one of those deals, uh, very, both very analytical of our gear, um, constantly just, you, you know, just buying and trying new things every year. And, and, uh, backpacks was definitely the top of the list of things that we, oh, lack of a better word, complained about, right? <laughs> we never found the perfect one, uh, you know, kind of evolved into using, super light like i had like a gregory z40 i think it was called pack for all my scouting trips and i loved that thing except it was miserable once it got above 30 pounds right 
Uh, so obviously it wasn't going to be cut out for hunting. And then we had to transition to hunting with a pack that could actually haul weight. All of a sudden it became, you know, bulky, un, uh, kind of uncomfortable, even with those light loads. Um, and then, yeah, with the heavy loads, um, just didn't do that great of a job. Thought it could do better. And then the goal was to build this like very versatile pack that was completely at home hauling 30 pounds all day long just your regular backpacking gear moving through the mountains we wanted the frame to to feel like uh, a lighter backpacking pack that kind of had some uh, flex to it right um and at the same time we thought we could achieve hauling 100 pound quarters out of the mountains uh, in relative comfort and so that's kind of like the driving force behind it nor lenny and i had zero experience uh sewing uh, manufacturing, um, sewn goods, soft goods, uh, didn't know anything really. I had, um, at that point in time had already started and, and kind of got a couple businesses off the ground. Um, SNS archery was one of them. Solid broadheads was another one. So I had the experience on doing that side of it, but when it came to, you know, sewing a backpack, building a backpack, um, that was all just virgin ground basically. So we found, um, a local sew shop in, in uh, Boise that was kind of, we met with and, and figured out that the best thing to do was for us to sew our own prototypes, get them, you know, to some form of looking like a backpack and then work with them to refine it. And, and we started that process in 2000, very early 2013, basically, and uh, took a full year of literally every single night, I'd say six nights a week, uh, I'd go over to Lenny's house you know, after, after hours, he was obviously at a full-time job. I had a full-time job and, uh, we, I go over there at six, 7 PM and be there till midnight. And that was like, that was our lives for a year. And then finally got it off the ground. Dang. That's crazy. So you mentioned goals. Um, so I, I have it written down here, you know, what, what were your initial goals when you first started this company? Um, and then have those goals been met or are there still goals that you made when you first started the company? Um, that, that, oh. you know, Question, Do you still have any to, to meet, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, haven't reached it yet. I still, I, I think we've gotten, um, I think that's what drives me. I mean, uh, I think I've mentioned this already, but since we launched K3, I haven't hiked or hunted with a stock K3 pack and it's been two years now. Um, everything I'm just constantly testing and tweaking and looking for the next, next best thing. Um, it's, uh, it's what drives me because I know we can continue to make it, better. And I think the goals now are find ways to increase comfort. I think it's going to be marginal increases. I think there's just, there's only so much ground to gain when you're talking about 110 pound load on your back coming out of the mountains. But I think we can continue to chip away at that, continue to chip away at making them tougher and, and really balancing out, making it tougher and lighter at the same time. There's, there's always new materials. There's some new stuff I've been playing with um, right now that uh, I'm pretty excited about. It's just basically bomb proof. Um, so yeah, uh, that side of me is just always driving and then just continuing to make it better. You kind of think, um, I just went snowmobiling this last weekend and, uh, we, I was on a, my sled was a 2007 and the, and the brand new ones, they look almost identical. And, and Anthony that I was riding with was telling me like, no, these are completely different machines, you know, and they, and they look said very, very similar. And I, I almost didn't believe it until I jumped on it and rode it and the, uh, how much they've been able to improve a snowmobile over the last 13, 14 years blows my mind. And, and 
backpacks are kind of in the same regard. I talked to a lot of friends like, I don't know how, like, what else can you do? How much more, you know, what more can be done to get these packs lighter, stronger, more comfortable? You know, everyone kind of feels like they're you know, at a at kind of a top level, but there's always room to grow and, and chip away at it. And just over time, even marginal increases, you know, every few years, 10 years down the road, you look back and go, whoa, that pack 10 years ago was kind of a pile of crap. So, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's what drives me as far as my goals right now. And then, um, I guess on the, uh, as you guys can both attest on the operation side of the company, we've spent a lot of time this last really last six months really over and, and it kind of goes back a year, just getting the company to be very, very efficient and clean. And we have such, uh, an awesome crew of guys here that are all working together and helping each other out and. It's uh, it's pretty cool what we have right now. I think uh, I don't think there's another company like us. Frankly, it's pretty unique how 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 we are able to operate. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the future. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you kind of touched on two of my questions I was going to ask after this. You know, one uh, I think we're going to stay you know stay in the early stages of XO, um, kind of finish you know capping things off with goals. Um, is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, you know being six years, you know, into the company, you know, knowing, knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently back then? You know, that's is always, you know, something that's <laughs> you're fortunate to have to look back and criticize. But um, if I, if I did anything and I, it's, it was probably um, not, um, realizing the growth that we were on and basically i i created a lot more work and stress for myself than i probably needed to over the last six years you know mark's in that same ballpark with me um where we could have hired more people sooner uh, and to get more help and make things a little bit easier but at the same time put in a lot of uh you know a lot of sweat sweat equity into this and uh, we are where we are because we've been working our butts off yeah yeah yeah, man. Um, and then, so next question here. Um, I know you kind of mentioned it, you know, you, we've got what six, six, seven guys here at the office. You know, you said there's probably not another company kind of like us. And so I have this question, you know, what's, you know, I think it, it you can say it best, you know, what, what makes EXO different than, than other companies, you know, out there like us? Um, yeah, I think not, not that there's not other companies somewhat similar, in some regards, uh, I think we're kind of very unique in other areas, but uh, I would say the level at which everyone cares about the product, uh, everyone truly is invested in it and wants every single customer to have the best uh, experience possible, whether that's through customer service, but through talking with, uh, you know, talking with you directly, Jake and Mark, obviously, um, through the PAX performance, which comes really to, to me and, and Pat as well on, on Pat's on the um, production side and, and making sure that the materials are dialed in and that then our sew shops are producing the best quality possible. And then, and then Omar and Jack on the building side of it, those guys, Omar is amazing at QC. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he plays games <laughs> constantly as Jake, you, you know, he'll oh, find yeah. something wrong and give it to somebody else in the warehouse and say, find what's wrong with this. And he does it to me. And I, they, I mean, 50 50 chance i see it he is absolutely amazing with his attention to detail and we really i mean we have um 
just, yeah, we really have strong QC. We have a process in place where basically every pack before it goes get out the door gets touched by three different people, right? So Omar is building it. Jack kind of pre-builds some stuff, gets it to Omar. Omar builds it. Jack gets it again, finishes the assembly of it, and then it goes over to you, Jake, and shipping. And uh, I mean, just, yeah, you know, I went over with you not too long ago, like every single little thing to look for, right? That this bar tech, you know, can sometimes be crooked or uh, misaligned or this is, if there's going to be a loose thread, it's going to be in these areas. And so we're really, really striving to, to do the, uh, you know, a, a very high quality pack and frankly eliminate any of the ones that aren't uh, perfect before they go out the door. Yeah. I definitely don't think people are, you know, aware, quite aware of how strict and nitpicky we are, uh, you know, when it comes to our stuff. Um, you know, it, it coming, coming out of the, you know, so shops come back to us. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, when Omar shows us something, it's, you're just like, Oh, wow. You know, I think 90% of 99% of the people who would get their pack wouldn't even notice it, but you know, here at XO, uh, you know, you make it a, a point that, you know, quality or quantity all the time. Um, which is, which is important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that would be, we are actively not trying to grow in the sense of how other companies grow through, um, through a lot of marketing, right? We do, I mean, uh, on our marketing side, our budget is so tiny compared to any one of our competitors. I can, I can almost guarantee you that. Um, and we, uh, focus on basically taking care of the customer and taking care of the product and then let our customers tell their buddies about it. That continues to be between 30 and 40% of our sales are just referrals from friends. One guy buys it, uh, his two hunting buddies, one of them buys it. And then, you know, it just, uh, it kind of fans out from there. And that's been our growth over the years. So obviously we do the podcast and we have some relationships with, you know, like the born and raised guys are great, great friends of ours. And obviously, um, have a big name now and sell some packs for us, but, for the most part, we just rely on taking care of the customer and taking care of the product. And we're um, actively trying not to grow too much. Um, so I think that's pretty unique, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. So anyways, you and Lenny, you guys are building packs, start the company. Then, you know, you guys are going to need somebody else to help. Uh, and that's how, that's how Mark comes in. You know, I, I mean, I know back when I was, we're going to go back in the books here. I was 15, 15, 16 years old, listening to you guys' podcast. Uh, that's kind of what, where I heard, you know, Mark uh, here and there sometimes. Um, so either Mark, Steve, you guys can answer this, but I think a lot of listeners, uh, you know, I, I did a, a little Instagram story where I asked a, did, did the little ask me a question deal for customers to, you know, throw in their questions. And I think a popular one was how did a Missouri guy like Mark, get involved with a company here in Boise, Idaho. Um, so yeah, how did, how did Mark get involved? It was all fate, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we were destined together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like um, if you, if you, we zoom back, probably we, we probably met Steve seven, eight years ago. I'd, you know, I wouldn't anticipate that. We'd be mm, we are 2011. Today. Oh, so 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Time flies when you're old. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm the one on the, in this relationship that remembers the important stuff. <laughs> That's our anniversary. How could you forget? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're on our we're on our golden decade of relationship, apparently. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the very beginning, um, 
I was just a customer at SNS Archery. So Steve was running SNS Archery. Um, I had questions about a black hole bow site called a random number on SNS Archery. I don't think I knew who Steve was, talked to him and he was helpful and then was following SNS and saw Pure Elevation and, you know, they were doing videos back in the day, DVDs, uh, when that was a thing before the YouTube took over the world. And I was doing basically like a blog at that time and writing kind of about my own hunting journey and about specifically, you know, growing up in the Midwest and having hunted, but going West for the first time. So starting to hunt elk and, you know, back those years ago, that was before, again, YouTube was big before the university of elk hunting before all these resources like podcasts, even though we have now. So I was literally like looking at books and magazines and just doing what I could to figure out how to start hunting um, out West on my own as a Midwest guy. And so I was basically just documenting my process for my own sake through the blog and then ended up uh, reviewing a pure elevation DVD. Um, so I was kind of like step two um, in getting to know Steve better. And then I was on, I became pro staff with elite archery and Steve had a relationship with elite and some of the folks over there. And so then we started you know, bumping into each other at things like ATA show, um, things like that. I mean, I still remember being at one of the ATA shows and I was there working for elite and Steve, you were there with solid. And this was like before EXO existed, but you guys had a prototype like at ATA that yeah, was like, yeah. you're pulling it out of the solid booth. And I remember putting it on and you like jumped on my back. Like, how does it feel with weight? You know, <laughs> you're hanging from it. Um, so yeah, that. I mean, you know, we basically just started, to know each other through that. Um, and then really before, even before EXO, um, you know, I was helping a little bit with like SNS on the side and basically just mm -hmm. doing side work with you. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember like super early days, you telling me about you and Lenny starting EXO and like we were going back and forth on like the very first generation of the logo and mm -hmm. very first website before the website was really a website. I did all that. So it was, I mean, yeah, since basically since EXO was an idea to now I've basically been involved um, just kind of helping in one way or the other and for a long time that was just part-time and me on the side doing stuff you know kind of on the technology side and uh, became some of the marketing side became some of the support side and uh, now it's just yeah a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah I remember um, yeah so I'm you know, Mark and I got to know a little bit of each other. And then he reached out to review our first DVD from Pure Elevation Productions and uh, sent them off to him. And it wasn't like a couple of weeks later, he sent back an email with his review. And I remember forwarding it to Lenny, like, holy crap, this guy like was able to put into like a two paragraph review, summarize the entire DVD and into words that like we couldn't put out ourselves. Right. Uh, Mark had an incredible talent of of writing and and putting thoughts into words that expressed the views that we had of, about why that DVD, why we set out to make that, and why it existed. And um, and Mark was you know slyly about his Soul Adventure blog. Um, that thing was an incredible resource. I'm, uh, I'm sure if anyone follows Mark prior to to EXO, uh, they know how awesome that website was, and just Mark's talent for you know. I, I always get the uh, man. Mark does such great questions on the podcast, and his writing is um, is unbelievable. So I've one of the things Mark is on Mark's to do list this year is just get back into writing and, and putting more information on the blog. Like his, um, you should go back. Uh, any listeners, if you haven't read it, but when we had Dave on, 
um, from Alaska and he, and Mark went back and wrote a, a summary article on the, on his five kind of sayings, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's Mark does an incredible job there. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, Mark just started Mark, your, your background was in it. You were working for a, a pharmaceutical college, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was basically it doing web stuff and yeah. I mean, initially, I think at one point you were like trying to get me to work full time for SNS. I know. I, remember. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, like appreciate it. That's cool. And then, yeah, I, I took a few years of you hounding me to essentially make me <laughs> make me finally work full time. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark was chipping away at, uh, you know, whenever I needed something technical done, I'd reach out to him. Um, I'd, if I was writing an article, I'd send it over to him like, hey, scrub through this thing and clean up all my terrible spelling and grammar. and um, and, uh, and then, yeah, just slowly over time, just started doing more and more and more. And then I remember Mark, like you, you reached out and like, I really think EXO should have an Instagram page. I'm like, what the hell is Instagram? Uh, <laughs> I don't care about that. He's like, well, let me just, uh, let me do it. You know? And, and, uh, I think we agreed to pay you like a hundred bucks a month or something like that yeah. to, to create the EXO Instagram page, the Hunt Backcountry page. And, Kind of started that. I guess that would have been the same. We called That's it Hunt Backcountry. Is that the same time as the podcast then? I feel I like the, that started first and then we just, did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we did that. The and name. then, yeah, I think we had the Instagram and chose that for whatever reason. I think I initially didn't want the Instagram to feel like too corporate, right? Like That's right. I, I wanted to show uh, kind of the lifestyle of backcountry hunting and backpack hunting. And yes, the Instagram account was by exo mountain gear but i just want i didn't want to make it like too product focused and too salesy um which it still isn't um and so i think we kind of settled on that name just to kind of show the lifestyle and then when we started talking about a podcast i remember uh my wife and i jen we were out in boise uh, i think we came out for probably northwest mountain challenge or something but i remember being at the old exo office um on grove and you're like we should do a podcast and uh, i was just like i don't Okay. Like, I don't know how to do a podcast. We'll figure it out. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Those first, gosh, those first two years of the podcast, I mean, we were Mark at his full-time job. I was obviously, I was simultaneously running and operating SNS and XO. And then I had my daughter who was just born. Um, so all those first, the first two years, all those episodes were seven, eight, eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah, they're like had a tough time nine. scheduling a guest because it's like, hey, we can only do freaking late in the evenings. That's our only option. Yeah, um, dude, those were uh, those were rough. It was really nice when we transitioned over to being able to record these during the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, in that time period between the podcast and a full time job and like young kids, I was I was getting about like four thirty every day doing a workout. I would drive like on my way to work. I would stop off at a Starbucks, get a coffee, sit down with my computer, work on like either SNS or XO stuff for like an hour before going into work and then go into work and then work on SNS XO stuff on my lunch break and then finish work and then come home and see the family and like put the kids down to bed. And then we'd record a podcast at like <laughs> nine o'clock at night and it would start over. Like, yeah. I don't even... I, I wouldn't want to go back to those times. Like it, it was cool. It was all fun. But now I'm looking at it, I'm like, what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> well, again, going back to Jake's comment, like the question, you know, there's, there's a lot of freaking sweat equity built into where we are today. So we've, we've put in the hours. It hasn't been easy and uh, it's definitely been challenging at times. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
Um, yeah. So I think, you know, I've, I've talked to quite a few customers, you know, answering the phones and, and they always ask, you know, is, is Mark in or, or, or a customer will come in and we'll ask, Hey, where's Mark? And, you know, I'll always say, like, he's not here. He's in Missouri. Uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, kind of like want to know, like, how does that work? You know, with Mark not being here um, and just it works. It's just I think people want to know, like, what what does it take for for Mark, you know, to be in Missouri and and work full time, you know, at EXO? And, and what does it take to, you know, do what he does and, and make EXO, you know, EXO like? do a good, great job. You know, what, what's that work relationship like, you know, for, you know, you and Mark, Steve? Um, honestly, it works beautifully. Uh, what, you know, when we, f- uh, first, you know, Lenny and I were talking about hiring Mark on full time, um, you know, it was initially like, how oh, that kind of stinks. He lives in Missouri. And, uh, then I started, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, it's going to be an asset not having him here just because there are, you know, he, Mark, you know, goes down in his basement and he's got no distractions, nothing going on uh, other than just be able to focus, you know, on the marketing, on customer service, on the website, all that stuff where Jake, as you can attest to the shop, there's just constantly people coming in. There's a lot of distractions. Um, so it's, uh, it's good in that it's just, he's able to be very focused on the company. Um, it, the there, company it creates hermit. hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> it creates a few hurdles here and there, but honestly, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Um, I think at some point it's inevitable. We got to get Mark to, to move out here um, <laughs> with the family, but just don't tell Mark's mom that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, ripped, she about ripped yeah. my head off. <laughs> it, yeah. She about, she about killed you there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think the only con, you know, for me is just not having them around to enjoy kind of like some of the awesome, uh, you know, the, the fun office perks and, and just the camaraderie, you know, like I know you guys, you know, talk probably every single day. Um, you know, Mark, probably him and I talk three, four days. I think, you know, it's just a bummer that we can't, you know, you know, I'm going to sound all, all emotional here, but, you know, see each other, you know, five days a week. Cause you know, it'd be cool. Like today we're going to go, you know, do a little snowshoe hike and it'd be awesome if, you know, Mark was around. Um, but yeah, Steve, we'll make it happen. Uh, you know, someday, someday soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, for us, it's just a decision of family. Like my wife's family's here. My family's here, you know, both parents and siblings and we have kids. So our kids with grandparents and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, it has worked well and there, there definitely be, there's pros and cons to anything. Right. And I mean, the fortunate thing is being able to get out there to, to Boise usually a handful of times a year or something like that, whether it's hunting or working or a combination of both. And normally this time of year, we're, we're on the road for show season and hanging out, but yeah, I've definitely, yeah, missed the show social aspect of being there with you guys. But as you said, Steve, like from a productivity standpoint, it's, it's probably more beneficial and, you know, it's working from home is definitely not for everyone. Um, for sure. But I just, I'm just wired the way where I'm super self-motivated and, you know, it's just easy for me to like stay focused and get stuff done where for some people, I know that's like a massive struggle, you know, even with like the COVID era, right? So many people have experienced working from home and some love it and some hate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just with it from a practical standpoint, essentially everything I'm doing, if I have a computer, I can do it. Right. So when it comes to 
you know, contacting customers, working with partners, working on marketing projects, communication stuff, emails, podcasts, social, like all that stuff. It's like I can go anywhere with the internet and really get the job done for the most part. And then obviously there's times where I rely on, you know, guys like you, Jake, to be in the shop and give you a call and take care of something that's super urgent. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it works incredibly well. And then, yeah, it's good. It's it, like anything else. I think whether you're in person or not, communication is just key. So as you mentioned, it's like Steve and I talk all the time, usually multiple times a day. And then Jake, now that you're full time, we're obviously doing more and more of that. So it's, it, uh, it works, you know, as long as you're communicating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've been working at home before it was, you know, before it was required. You yeah. Know? I mean, we, when COVID <laughs> hit, dude, like literally my life did not change. I'm like, apparently it's crazy out there, but I don't know. Like <laughs> my life's the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mark, how many years has it been since you've been full-time three, four uh, years? Yeah. Just coming up on three years. Coming up yeah. on three. So yeah. it's just uh, a little quick. No. Four, three. I don't know. No, you started in full-time in 18. So yeah, you so started up on three. Eight, so all of 18, all of 19, all of 20. Oh, yeah. right, right, Yeah. 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 You're at, th- I mean, you're, yeah, you're right there. We're at three. Yeah. Yeah. You're at yeah. Three. yeah. So, I mean, Mark, I, this is a little question that I have for you. Like, you like it? You know, how, how, <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm five and out. That's kind of what I'm thinking is five and out. So he got me a little bit longer. Okay. <laughs> no, sounds it's good. It's great. I mean, going back to like what I was talking about before with, my prior schedule is it was just unsustainable. Like the amount of stuff that I was doing with EXO um, was becoming like its own full-time job. And I still had a full-time job and then obviously didn't want to completely ignore my family. Um, And so it was like, it just needed to happen. Um, I was to the point where I remember, I don't don't even know how much I've told you this, Steve, but um, the, the fall hunting season before, before I came full-time, you know, for me, especially like on a long backcountry hunt, like you get a week away from distractions and from everything else. Like, it's just a great time to process, like look at life and think and, you know, plan and all that stuff. And I remember that year on my archery elk hunt, like I just came to a point where I had a hundred percent peace of like, I either have to choose my, my full-time job or I have to choose EXO, but like, I cannot keep doing both of these. This is insane. And to be honest with you, like at that time, at the end of that hunt, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to let Steve down. Like, (laughs) but I just, I wasn't for sure yet that I could make the jump to go full time. And, uh, over the months since that, like I knew I had to make a decision on which way to go. And, uh, yeah, obviously chose the XO road and super glad I did and glad that it's worked. And, um, a big part of that is obviously, and thanks to Steve making, making it work and making it possible. But yeah, I mean, I absolutely love it. It's, I get to work on things I enjoy for sure when it comes to things like, you know, whether it's the writing or the podcast or what have you, but even honestly, just the interaction with our customers. Um, it's so fun to help people plan hunts and like help them gear up and then to hear from them afterwards um, with things like the podcast and just the conversations that I get to have. Like I could care less about being a podcast host in terms of what that means. For me, the value I get out of it is all the people I get to talk to and ask questions to like, that's, it's so, so cool and so fun. So, I mean, there's, it's, it's a ton of work as Steve can attest to, like, there's been, 
there's been times where I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've, this dumbest decision I've ever made, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, like literal sleepless nights when, you know, there's problems or something like that. And, you know, one thing about like this job is, is definitely not a nine to five. Like it's more of a, you know, 27 or something. I don't know, but like, (laughs) you know, it's not as clean, right? Um, It's just like checking into a corporate job and checking out, that's for sure. But uh, overall, like there's, you know, I'm loving life and am glad to be part of, you know, the company, but like going back to what we said, like the people and the family really. Um, and then just the future, you know, I'm so excited about who we are now and then where we're headed. And it's just fun to be a part of building something like that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's something, something to look forward to. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see, you know, what the next 10 years look like. Um, so I definitely want to get into some listener questions. Uh, you know, I, I know we're on a little time crunch here, but I've, I've got two more questions. I want to do a little two on one for the both of you. Um, I know Mark, you said it's like a 24 seven deal. Um, like last night I got an email notification at like nine Oh five, Steve emailing me, like you guys are just nonstop, you know, constantly working. Um, so here's, this is my two in one question. Um, this is for both Steve and Mark, and then we'll roll into some listener questions. Um, so what does a work week kind of look like for the both of you? And then what is your most favorite thing about this job? I know those are two, you know, semi different things, um, but I kind of wanted to tie those in. Um, so Steve, you know, favorite, what, what does work week look like, look, look for you? Uh, yeah, the, I think a challenge for me, you know, being the owner and, and really any of the businesses I've done, especially EXO, just because the time commitment we've put into it is separating work from family life. Um, early on there was, you know, especially prior to kids, there was, there was no separation. I, I just worked sun up to sundown. Uh, you know, I'll, obviously Mark talks about sleepless nights, you know, so you're just getting up at 1am and like, hey, I've got this work thing on my mind. You just start getting it done or you start, you know, um, answering emails or just like being, doing whatever you can do just to get ahead. Um, so trying to transition over, you know, since I, I started SNS archery when I was 23 and 36 now. So it's been a 13, 14 years, um, transitioning to trying to separate the two. It's not, it's not easy to do. Um, but that's been something that's, you know, I try to like, even when like someone texts me and it's like work related at 7 PM at night, I'm trying not to respond until the next morning. That's why um, you ignore me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, my typical work week now is is just um, you know again try to keep it eight to five. Uh, obviously, you know last night's a good example. I'm you know I was going through emails and saw one that like hey Jake take care of this tomorrow, um, and then you know my current role um, about fifty percent of my time right now is on designing the future, and the other fifty percent is I kind of consider myself to be. Oh, I don't know the, the oil for the whole machine. Right. So I'm constantly like, you know, a typical morning give Mark a call. All right, man, what are you working on? We strategize on like what's upcoming this next week. You know, we're kind of always looking forward into the future. Uh, and, and Mark's just awesome in that regard of like, we can talk about these topics and then they just get done. Right. And I don't have to like look over his shoulder and check the work. It's just like, all right, yeah, we talked about it. We both agree on the message and how we're going to do it. And then Mark just executes it. Um, and then, you know, at the shop, obviously I constantly Pat and I are just working together nonstop on making sure that the production and raw materials, you know, that's been our biggest 
the biggest hurdle as a small company and a, and a, a company that makes their products in the USA is production's not easy. We don't just like flip a switch and produce a thousand packs. Uh, there's a lot of work and coordination that goes into to everything to getting the materials on time and all the different vendors that we work with. You know, uh, I think when we uh, had Pat on, we kind of talked about that, just how complicated it is. It's, it's a giant game of, of uh, Tetris, you know, <laughs> just making all the, the puzzle pieces fit. Just, just recently, our Cordura supplier had a, an issue that went from like a six-week lead time to a 12-week lead time, and we had to shuffle production around and, and readjust things, you know. So it's why one of the reasons I, we keep things very simple, right? Three colors, three bag sizes, because um, if you get too much beyond that, it's uh, it's a nightmare. There's a lot of freaking work that goes involved. So a lot of my time is spent with Pat going over that stuff. And then uh, Jake, I don't really have to, you know, every once in a while I check in with you, but Mark's kind of your boss on the day-to-day stuff. And then and then uh, I have Jack and Omar just lined out to where they know what their goals are, uh, what they need to do every day. And, and I don't have to, you know, manage much there just they stay on top of their job so uh yeah and then there's other crap just being a business owner like i mean i um look at new health insurance plans in december i probably spent two freaking weeks going through health insurance (laughs) just crap that uh, it's not the fun part of of running the business that's for sure so yeah yeah it's definitely a definitely busy busy schedule you know day in day out man um so last thing then what's your what's your most favorite thing about this job i I'm sure there's 50 things, but I mean, if you can narrow it down to two to three, you know, for me, yeah. Yeah. For you. Uh, um, man, they, you know, uh, the more I've done stuff, the more I realize it's the people that are around you. Right. Um, it's not, you know, money is great, but it doesn't matter if you're miserable. Uh, so surrounding yourself with great people. And, and we've done that at XO. We have such an awesome team. And then, uh, awesome guys outside of that right all the guys that do the death hike with us um kind of the guys that we sponsor and work with there's you know every single one of them is is a friend um somebody that i'd hunt with in a heartbeat just have some met a lot of great people and that's a you know really cool aspect of the job uh two just you know i i do really enjoy um designing packs like that's you know if i could spend 100 percent of my time on that i i I would right unfortunately neglect the business and (laughs) things wouldn't run so smooth so i gotta balance my time there but i love designing and making things better my mind is just geared that way of there's always a better way to do something so that part of it i really really enjoy yeah um yeah i think that's it you know and then I, i love this podcast and as Mark said, neither he or I could give two flying Fs about, you know, being podcast host or whatever, but just the conversations we get to have with the people that we're on and um, get to talk about issues, you know, like this, uh, the recent ones we've done on points, you know, to me, that's something that uh, is important that people are aware of that it's a flawed system and is bound to fail at some point. And so, you know, having, you know, be able to talk about stuff like that to a large audience is, is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know a lot of people enjoy the podcast for sure. Um, Mark can't leave you hanging, man. <laughs> um, what about for you, man? What does a what does a normal work week look like for you? And and then what's you know roll into what's your favorite thing about this job? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have to. There, I just there's so many things that happen in a called a normal week outside of like <laughs> the unplanned that I I have to schedule my time. So I'm. I kind of do have like somewhat of a routine or kind of a flow to a normal week, but it, I mean, it really starts at 
thing with a business like ours and selling online is nothing stops over the weekend. Like none of us are in the office per se, but people are still buying, people are still asking questions. And so I try to either work Sunday night for a little bit or be up super early Monday morning to almost like get caught up before the work week starts, um, you know, to make sure there's nothing super urgent or to kick stuff your way, Jake, or just to really make sure that the week's starting okay. And then, um, yeah, I mean, typical Monday morning, Steve and I are usually on the phone for a couple hours, you know, between doing a Monday minute podcast and then just talking about the week ahead and anything that's current and planning and all that. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, that and Tuesdays, I'm super busy, um, usually getting the podcast ready to come out Wednesday. A lot of times we do an email that comes out on Wednesdays. And a lot of times that either has like a video component or a blog or the podcast again as well. So Tuesdays, like just kind of super content heavy. And then, um, yeah, the rest of the week is, you know, either taking care of something that's, you know, a project basis or what have you, or, planning for the future. But, uh, you know, in the middle of all that, it's staying on top of anything that pops up and is current. And, you know, it could be something on social or, you know, some sort of email or what have you. So it's, yeah, it's just kind yeah. of keeping all the, the plates of, spinning. In the middle of all that, you do answer 90% of the phone calls and handle 99% of the emails from the company. Yeah. Right? Well, that, with <laughs> you Jake are full the customer time, service. Yeah. With Jake full time, yeah. that's like been a game changer because now we're nice. tag teaming. But yeah. yeah, like when, yeah, when Jake wasn't full time and then like in summer when we're at peak craziness, um, it's literally just treading water. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to, that's one thing like this time of year, I'm trying to be really strategic to like plan stuff and get stuff uh, developed because once summer hits and like it's peak demand, I mean, it's, we're all going a hundred plus percent and it's, it's not to gain ground. It's to like hold the line essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, Jake, about the, the one crappy thing about the job is summers suck. Uh, there's just no way around it. I, every new hire, you know, we just hired Justin Nelson to come work for SNS archery and, and he'll be doing some video stuff on the exo side as well. And, um, I, I just, I have this conversation with every single person, like summer suck, man. Like you need to be ready for hunting season by June, middle of June at the latest before July 4th. Um, cause J June picks up and then the Monday after July 4th, uh, it's like balls to the wall everyone is busy everyone's stressed like uh it's it's just not fun and then the second august 30th hits it's a downhill slope into september and october and uh i mean even last summer i know mark was about at his wits end there in the middle of august and then by the middle of september you kind of it's like uh, you almost forget like how busy you were and things start to get like relatively uh normal again so that's that's definitely a downside uh you got to kind of plan vacations in the spring like now when we're not as busy and uh just you know summertime uh, and i'm starting to see it with kids right like you want to go out and camp and do this and that but you're just so stressed out in the summer that uh it's tough yeah yeah no it definitely is um so mark i don't know if you touch base on this but you know favorite thing you know kind of about this job you know it's I'd kind of echo what Steve said. And really, I think if you boil down and I can't tell you how many countless times Steve and I said it to each other and publicly some, but like our focus is on people and products. And th those are my two favorite things about the job is 
taking care of people, getting to meet new people, um, hanging out with people like on hunts. And as you said, Steve, the guys like with the death hike and all that stuff, like it's, it's people first and foremost for me. Um, and that, I mean, sometimes it's literally like emails with customers. I mean, just hearing what guys are up to and helping solve people's problems. And, you know, as I said earlier, like hearing from them after hunts, like I, I just love it. Um, and then product, like obviously I'm a hunter and I'm a big fan of backpack hunting and backpack, uh, you know, I backpacked before I hunted. And so I love the product. I love getting out and using it and seeing it develop and being part of that. And, you know, as you said, Steve, it's like, you realize that money is like really secondary to things when you're doing work that you're proud of and you're doing it with people that you genuinely like like that's to me that's the most fulfilling thing is to do work that you're proud of and then to do it with people that you enjoy like maybe that's not hunting for somebody but if you if you're professionally can contribute to something that you're proud of and do it with people you enjoy like you're just going to be pretty satisfied in life in general yeah yeah and we all you know like steve said care about the product you know so it really goes a long ways um yeah well, real quick, I know we've got a little bit time kind of left over. Um, so like I said earlier, I jumped on the XO Instagram, asked people, send in their questions. Uh, really quickly, I did want to say, if I didn't ask your question, I apologize. We did have, you know, there's a bunch a of good few. questions. Yeah. I eavesdropped yeah. on them and we'll, I, whatever <laughs> we don't hit here in this one, we'll put some of those on future Monday Minute episodes. Awesome. As well. Yeah. Appreciate it, Mark. Um, sorry, I yeah. put my host hat on there for a second. Let me yeah, no, get out hey, of the way. You know, dude, you're fine. You're fine. Back down, this, Mark. this is my audition. So if you could please, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, anyways, the first question, uh, this, this actually came from Pat. Uh, he, he, he threw in two questions for me and, um, I kind of modified it. Um, so both of you guys have two kids, um, you know, a piece. Do you guys plan on passing down the hunting slash outdoors lifestyle to them? And have they shown any interest, you know, so far? Mark, your kids are older. You go first. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't, um, I would love if my kids want to hunt, but I'm not going to push it on them. Um, that said, they both have interests and have shown interest and I've taken them hunting. And so like early on, that's looked like, me taking them into a ground blind while I'm bow hunting and we've had some awesome experiences there and you know they might be you know coloring in a coloring book and eating Mike and Ike's while I'm bow hunting you know so it's like don't you know it doesn't always look perfect um, but that's a good way to get started and how I got started and my daughter who's 12 now is um, she's basically to the point now where she doesn't want to go hunting with me if she can't shoot something so she's like made this leap of like, yeah, dad, I don't want to go sit around while you're hunting, but if you'll let me shoot something, I'll go hunting. And so we're working on that and that's pretty cool. Um, and then my son, the same, like he's, he's younger, not quite ready to hunt yet, but both my kids love shooting. Um, like it's amazing how fast they can go through a brick of 22. If I take them to the range, uh, they both shoot archery a bit as well. Uh, they both love camping and hiking and just all of the outdoors. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's part of our lifestyle. We're not, it's not the only thing we do. Like both my kids play sports and they're just very, you know, kind of well-rounded and I want them to explore whatever interests them. Um, and thankfully hunting and the outdoors is a part of that for sure. Um, yeah, I think 
A, I would love it if they were into it. Obviously, it's you know a passion for me, a hobby. Um, so I've been, you know, one thing I've done in life is find people who are successful, right? And ask them questions and see what you can learn from them. I've done that to countless dads, uh, anyone that I know, any friend that's got kids that, you know, they're Mark's kids age or older and they're hunting. Hell, I've Jake, I've asked your dad, like, how did you raise a kid in the freaking 2010 era? That's halfway decent. Uh, <laughs> um, I think we need to take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake, you're halfway decent. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, uh, so I just asked a lot of questions and, and all of them just say getting their kids out early and active is what they did, right? They just, they took them along. They made, they always put the importance on just making sure the trips are fun for the kid. Um, Jake, your dad did that with you, right? Talking about hunting stories and the priority was never him killing an animal. It was, it was making the experience enjoyable for you. Uh, and so that's just kind of my plan. Get them out camping a lot. Um, you know, I'm going to take my daughter backpacking this year. She's four, but I know she can go hike a couple miles and, um, we hike around the house all the time. She's going to be perfectly capable to do it and just get them around that lifestyle. And if, if they choose to hunt awesome, um, if they don't, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a bummer, but it's your kid. You love them to death. So who cares? Uh, as long as they're just good, well-behaved kids and respectful, uh, you know, growing to respectful adults. That's, that's all that really matters. Steve, are you doing a couple actual miles or a couple Steve miles? Oh, <laughs> I think with my daughter, I'll make sure it's a couple actual miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. I'm going to skip a few. Mark, definitely, uh, you know, touch base on these questions, you know, down the road. I'm going to scroll down here. Um, all right. So we went from a really good question to this is, I just have to ask this question. The people have got to know more like I have to know Steve. <laughs> Steve, there are only two drinks left on this planet. What's it going to be? A white claw or a white chocolate mocha with sprinkles? You have to choose one. <laughs> uh, I've never had a white claw, so I'm just going to say a white chocolate mocha with sprinkles. Extra, extra. That's Jake's favorite drink, by the way. Yeah, it's my favorite drink when we, go to, when we go to shows. We always get coffee right before we go into show season. And Pat, Jake, Mark, Jake, the Steve men Jesus. get coffee. Jake. Yeah, they get, you get white chocolate mocha with yeah. sprinkles. Yeah, they get Americanos quad shot. And I'm over here. Can I get a white chocolate mocha, please? <laughs> all right, cool, cool. I had to ask that question. Um, all right, next one. Here's a good funny one from a listener. Um, worst backcountry poop experience. We're going to get a little a little wild here. Steve? Mm, mine's easy. Got? It's uh, death hike last year. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I... I got some something in my stomach that was not cool uh, <laughs> day two i think it was like every two miles i was like hey guys i'll catch up uh and that was yeah that was about as bad as it could get for sure i made the hike pretty miserable it never was, trust uh, a fart all, steve yeah no really not on that day <laughs> that was a rough one uh hunting wise i don't think i've ever had you know obviously you're gonna have your a funny one is uh um gosh, it was like the second year we were filming for Pure Elevation Productions. And I literally, uh, you know, it's like we stopped to make some, we were into some milk. We kind of blew up. I stopped to make some coffee, a um, couple sips of coffee. It's kind of, ooh, got to go. Uh, you know, I walk 50 yards over and I, you know, doing my business and freaking three bowls come <laughs> walking down the hill, like 40 yards away from Lenny. Um, and I literally just hurry up as fast as I can, go over there and end up shooting one of them like two minutes later. It was a, it was a pretty funny um 
funny situation. That's for sure. Oh man. Yeah, those can be miserable. Mark, you have anything to share for us? You, you don't have to. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think it's a funny question. I saw this one come through. Um, yeah, it's n- nothing terrible, um, like accident. Like I haven't had to sacrifice any pants to the backcountry or anything though. Two things that come to mind, both on the same trip is our caribou trip to Alaska. Um, you know, you're dropped off at this lake and you're camping near the lake and other hunters have been there before you. And it's, you know, pretty barren ground up there so like the few logical places it makes sense to go take a dump other hunters have been there done that oh gross <laughs> um and you know when we had that we had this storm where we were all in the tent for 30 plus hours with i don't know steve like 50 60 mile an hour winds and real cold and so literally the only time you're leaving the tent is to go to the bathroom and uh yeah like you're you're going out in this crazy alaskan storm and you gotta take a crap and like you go to, you go to find a spot and it's used and then you go look for another one it's like gosh dang it you know like you're you're hundreds of miles from civilization and you can't find a place to take a dump um and then the the similar but different on the same trip like uh when we went back towards grizzly ridge or i ended up shooting my bull like we're hiked five six miles from camp and i guess at one point one of the guys from the group had taken a dump and then somebody else went to go down and happened to like go to the exact same spot. There was plenty of spots at that point. Um, but it was so funny because somebody, yeah, like, you know, it's just so random that you're in Alaska in the back country in the true wilderness and you having problems finding a place to poop without pooping on Tyler, top of someone like, else. I believe Tyler stepped in. He stepped in it or something. Yeah. It was oh, funny. Man. Uh, yeah. It's definitely probably my number one question I had to ask because I'm going to be smiling and giggly the rest of the day here. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, do, do, do. I want to, hmm. Mark, have you done anything lately with your past soul adventure blog since working full-time for XO at all? I know we kind of talked about your work history and a little yeah, earlier, but at first, it, you know, it, it just hadn't for a while, but the site was still there. And then actually last summer, um, you know, to have a website, you basically pay for like your domain and pay for hosting. And obviously, if you don't pay, they're going to shut your service down. Well, I normally get a notice like every year, every two years of like, hey, you got to renew. And those notices were sent to me, but they went to my spam folder. And so quite literally, my website was pulled down and I didn't realize it until I started getting some emails from people like, hey, you're going to put your site back up. And I was like, what are they talking about? Um, And my hosting had expired. And it was like, I think in June of last year, which as we talked about, I pretty much have time for nothing in June and July. Um, and so I was like, oh, I need to get that, you know, brought back up. And it's, you know, eight months later here and I still haven't done anything. So essentially the site's dead. Um, you know, it, I, whatever it is, what it is. I, the only, I don't, I don't care about having like my history out there. It, at the same time though, it was helpful for people. Um, you know, so it's, uh, thankfully there's a lot of plenty of other good resources, obviously these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I didn't, I haven't been doing anything active on it for the last few years and then uh it truly died within the last year or so so uh, it is truly kind of dead but yeah i mean going back to what steve said earlier there um you know hopefully with us getting a bit more organized and me having some sort of like free time i'll be able to kind of continue to write a little bit um essentially just through the exo site so it's it's been kind of weird you know writing is on one hand like riding a bike it's like okay I've been there, done that. But for me, I feel like it's a very rusty, squeaky bike. I don't feel like I'm in the kind of like the groove or the flow of riding as much as I used to be. So uh, that almost 
bugs me in a way it challenges me to want to do it more so i'll i'll keep writing some stuff and just kind of put that out through the exo site instead of the old soul adventure site or i'm gonna i'm gonna start a hashtag save soul adventure and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get that thing back but you know in the time being i hate to do this to you mark i'm sorry but for anybody who you know still want that classic mark helson content he does have a YouTube channel called Mark the Fark, just the so Fark, you... which is also quite inactive. Yeah, yeah. if you want to like it, <laughs> yeah, there's some old, there's some stuff oldies on there. On there man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we start pulling those out, I'm gonna start pulling out all the old video reviews Steve did of SNS archery stuff like ten years ago. Like, if you want to have some good laughs of it, it our expense, Steve and I, you can you can do that on the internet. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, guys, I think we've got time for two questions. I've got one good one at the end. And how, how long do you have left, Steve? We'll yeah, do Steve. like some rapid fire stuff. Uh, I, I got a few minutes and, few I, minutes. Got a, and I got something I got to say. So, all right. All right. Rapid sounds good. Um, okay. You know what? Let's, let's cut. I'm going to do one last question. Cause I think this one's the most important. There's a bunch of funny ones, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't get to all of your questions. Mark's definitely got a few that he'll cut. Jake. Gotcha. I, I think you've done good enough on this podcast that we'll have you back for a Monday minute and we'll do some more of these questions. Sounds good. So um, we'll do a part two. All right, guys. Uh, I think this one's a cool one. You know, Mark, Steve, kind of that podcast, you know, work relationship. Um, I think this one's a cool one. What's the most rewarding and challenging, you know, about working and hunting with each other? It's kind of a two and two question. Um, I just found that one was pretty interesting from a customer. You know, what, what do you guys find, you know, that's the most rewarding and challenging when both working and hunting with each other, who you, whoever wants go to Steve. go first, go Steve. Um, I want to see how honest you are and then I'll tailor my answer. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, nothing's challenging. Um, like obviously Mark and I are both very laid back, easygoing, but very driven, uh, in that regards of, of, um, just doing a good job, right. On, on whatever it is we're doing. So any of the hunts we've done together, we, you know, for the most part, just like, we'll talk about work a little bit, but then also just shut it off and enjoy it and have a good time. Um, and then there's not much, the only things that are challenging is, um, is just managing the, you know, the workload. Right. Uh, so it's, I don't think Mark and I have ever had a dispute or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, we see a problem, we work together to, figure out what the solution to the problem is um, and, and just move forward. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty um, seamless, seamless um, situation. Yeah. Mark, you in the same boat? How you yeah, feeling? No, I, I truly am. <laughs> I was joking about being honest earlier. Um, yeah. It's something I feel f- super fortunate in is um, I don't know. I think it, I think it can be very difficult to, have a relationship with someone that's both like professional and at the same time, like casual and enjoyable. Um, and Steve and I are truly friends. And at the same time, like he's my boss, like he owns the company. And at the same time, I also know that even though he's the boss, he respects, you know, me in my opinion. And so, uh, he comes to me with questions and wants my feedback and I can be truly honest with him and tell him when I disagree or push back at him on things like that. And we do that to each other because going back to what he said, we're, we're both, we have the same goals. Um, we both want EXO to be a success. We both want to take care of our customers. And so even when we disagree, like about a decision, it's not, we don't fight. Like we, we work through it to determine what's the best solution. And it's, that is what it is. And 
sometimes, you know, I concede to him, of course. Um, and if he ever tells me I have to concede, I do. <laughs> and then there's been things where, you know, I've pushed back and Steve's like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. And I, I've, uh, as Steve said, we're both laid back. Like I've observed plenty of drama in the hunting world in terms of like people who worked on something together and then split and then it becomes bitter or whatever. And I just, I'm glad I don't have to worry about any of that crap. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been cool. Yeah. We, I don't know. We don't really fight or have drama. No time in life for that crap. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. You did. You miss on that one. Uh, there was some random question or who was the big spoon and who was the little oh, Corey spoon Ford. <laughs> Corey Ford. That was Corey so. Ford. I was going to ask that, but I was like, ah, but anyways, I'm a, I'm a little spoon. I like to be snuggled <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to oblige right on. Well, thanks for letting me, you know, interview. Yeah, you guys. So Jakey, um, little surprise for you. You're Jakey's turning 21 here in like a month. Um, yeah. And, uh, I've been toying around this idea for a while, but I thought it'd be really fun to do this on the podcast. So we're going to take you to Alaska when Kodiak with us, Jake, for your birthday. <sighs> I'm stoked. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that'd be a cruel joke if we weren't serious, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, thanks, thanks for being a great uh, employee, man. I appreciate it. Wow. That's um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much. Um, it's like, I, I say it all the time. It, this is a, I, I have to pinch myself. Um, I, wow. I'm stuttering right now. I can't talk. <laughs> oh man. Come on. You're the host. You have to wrap uh, the show. Jay. I'm going to, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> battle through. No joke. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, anyways, Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me interview you guys and and taking the time to to do this. I think I think this was super awesome. So, anyways, hopefully all the customers in, in, enjoyed this podcast, all the listeners, and uh, yeah, send 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 in your uh, thoughts, feedback on to to support at X Mountain Gear. I don't know how you do it, Mark. What, what do you say? Podcast at X Mountain Gear. Or, okay, I'm, or I'm specifically little, Jake at X Yeah, Jake at X Mountain Gear. I'm tripping up right now, guys. I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Thank you guys so much. You guys are great. Jake, we'll have you back and we'll do a Monday minute and hit some more of these QA. Thank you guys. <laughs>